uh, we do have quorum. Um, Sherry, would you like to say the particulars for a hybrid meeting? And um, in the past, you've asked for a kind of a roll call. Yes, <laughs> yes. Let me just, Kurt, are you ready to go? Okay. Okay. Um, good evening, everyone. If you are attending this meeting via Zoom, please ensure you are muted and your video is off when you are not actively participating in the meeting. This allows the active meeting participants to be seen on screen. If you have any trouble, you can send a chat and all chats go directly to the meeting host. The city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and cable channel 25. When the chair calls for public comment, those attending in person should approach the podium to indicate they wish to speak. Those participating via Zoom should use the raise hand function to indicate they wish to speak. Please leave your virtual hand raised until you are called on. Participants will be called upon in the order they appear on the meeting host screen. Please state your name before speaking and all comments will be limited to three minutes. And then we'll do roll call. John Nalbandian. I'm here. Katie Barnett. Not present. Travis Herod. Sharon Ashworth. Present. Christopher Cohart. Present. Daniel Smith. Present. Stanley Rasmussen. Present. Sharon Ellenbecker. That is it. All right. Thank you all for one more time meeting. This is the final meeting <laughs> of uh, our uh, committee on boards and commission structure. Um, so thank you all for being here and, and toughing it out for uh, much longer than we had anticipated. So uh, I'm going to go over the structure of the meeting tonight and um, I'll describe that and barring any uh, objections from the committee. Uh, what I suggest is that the committee discuss the three letters uh, that have been presented to, use the, to us uh, that Sherry has given us in our emails. Um, following our discussion, we'll open it up to public comment. Um, then we'll bring it back to the committee for discussion and close public comment. And then we will hopefully take a vote. Um, does anybody have any objections? Okay, so we will proceed in that fashion. Uh, uh, I was, uh, it doesn't look, um, unless a bunch of people join us at the last minute, I was concerned about time given what happened last time uh, where we lost quorum, um, but it looks like we might not have that problem um, tonight. Um, I do want to say that uh, right up front, before I forget, that uh, there's also another opportunity for public to comment when whatever recommendation we send forth goes to the city commission. And so once they take up the issue, there will be another forum, public um, comment. So, uh, so before we begin our discussion, let me just review the three letters we have before us tonight. So we have an original letter um, that was based on agreed upon advisory structure. That was from our July 12th meeting, if I have that date correct. 
this letter was presented on August 21st. Uh, the motion to approve failed, and then we lost quorum. Uh, during the meeting, Stan Rasmussen suggested incorporating text into the letter uh, that better outlined the committee's rationale uh, for its decision. Uh, Stan and I met as a subcommittee to work on that language. Oh, let me pause here and allow Sherry Ellen Becker to join us. Sorry, I apologize, I, I forgot about the traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so just to briefly briefly catch you up, I'm going over the sort of history, what where all these letters came from. Um, then we're going to discuss it amongst the committee. Then we're going to open it up to public comment. And then it'll come back for discussion. Um, so the original letter uh, was based on an agreed upon advisory structure from our meeting on July 12th. Um, presented to us on August 8, 21st. The motion to approve failed, and then we lost quorum. Uh, during this meeting, Stan Rasmussen suggested incorporating text into the letter that better outlined the committee's rationale for its decision. Um, Stan and I met as a subcommittee to work on that language, and to that meeting, Stan Rasmussen brought a letter that not only incorporated that text that was discussed, uh, but also altered the advisory board structure from the original letter. So in this draft, the Sustainability Advisory Board and the Aviation Advisory Board are left as standalone committees while being aligned with strategic plan outcomes. During the subcommittee meeting, we worked on a draft to draft another letter that incorporated the same text that explained the rationale but retained the original advisory board structure um, that we had come to a conclusion with on July 12th. So that's why we have three letters. So what we have tonight is the original, uh, the draft that Stan submitted with the Sustainability Advisory Board and Aviation Advisory Board as separate, and then maintaining the original structure but with the language um, establishing the rationale. You did a good job presenting those, but you did them out of order that they appear in the agenda, so you might want to clarify which one is course of action one, which one's course of action two and three. So the course of action one is the original letter. Course of action three are Stan's edits that restructure, um, and course of action two maintains the original structure, um, but with the added language. So I'll open this um, up to discussion. I'm um, assuming everybody had a chance to read these letters um, and uh, get some initial thoughts. Chair, if I may, yes. before we move on, we do have minutes from the last meeting mm -hmm. for approval. Um, oh, that's yes. the first item. We can certainly Sorry. do those after, mm -hmm. but since they somewhat pertain mm -hmm. to this, I didn't know if you wanted to go ahead and get those approved before you moved on with this or not. We can, we can rearrange the order. Mm -hmm. No, we can we can go ahead and do that. Real okay. Quick. I would move can I have a motion? The minutes. Do I have a second? All those in favor, raise hand, say aye. 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 Opposed. Abstain. So it's very, it was very basic information yeah. in there. Yeah. Everybody was yes. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. All so uh, initial thoughts on these uh, letters. 
I appreciate mm -hmm. the, 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 the additional language that the two of you put together on this. I think it adds a lot of depth and clarity as to what, what our rationale and thinking was uh, related to all the meetings we had. So I, I greatly appreciate. I think both letters, um, two and three, definitely provide a lot more. I feel a lot more comfortable approving one of the two of those and sending that as a recommendation to the city of Lawrence. So greatly appreciate the, the extra effort that you both put in. Yes, and most of those kudos should go to Stan. Oh, sorry. Okay, hear the audio. Can you just test it and make sure they oh. can, can you? We'll have to push it to talk? No. Is that better? No, no. I have to push it. Better? Can't hear you at all. Let me add. the chair. I can put my mouth right up on it. There you go. I think that works better. Mm -hmm. Yes, and most of those kudos go to Stan for putting that language together. Mm -hmm. And when I when I did my review of this, did, is the ultimate kind of outcome of the, the two and three is that um, sustainability advisory board is a standalone by it and and one, and and then it kind of gets dissolved in the other one, and ultimately the rest is pretty much structurally the same. The, the way that I was airport kind of, advisory board would also be standalone in course of action three in course of action three as I opposed to absorbed into or combined with a what is it multimodal transportation yeah. board the community connection um, strategic outcome connected city sorry I, mm. I thought I'd seen that they were both mm. in both of these that it was mm. a standalone mm. board yeah I noted that it says standalone board and under aviation advisory board under both of these letters. Let me check on that. Unless I'm just reading the way this goes. Yeah, no, in. Because it does um, say, it says it combine these but under aviation advisory board and two, it does say parentheses standalone board. Um, Actually, I think that actually might be a typo. Um, let me check the original. Uh, because the original says Connected City. The original says Aviation Advisory Board is part of the Connected City. Correct. Yes. So in action two, we are, we are staying with the original. Right. That that is combined into right. one. That okay. is correct. Mm -hmm. Um, I do actually have a technical question about the Aviation Advisory Board for, for city staff. Um, one of the things, of course, that's, that's come up is there have been a lot uh, of letters and testimony about the technical nature of the Aviation Advisory Board. And so my question is that in part of our restructuring of the advisory boards and commissions, we are allowing for what are called operational boards. Um, so my question is, given such the technical nature of the aviation board, would that not fall under an operational board to, such that city staff would be appointing the technical expertise necessary um, to advise the city on the issues at the airport? I think that's one way that it could be done. So it would essentially then, in that case, um, just move to a different category of advisory board. Right. Understanding that we haven't done that yet. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. The concept that I think this um, group has talked about, that would probably fit. 
Okay, so you could still maintain that technical level of expertise that would advise the committee, the city. Okay. Sherry. Question. You gotta educate me here. You have to educate me here. In the city's budget that ended 12-31-22, on page 97, it has the airport improvement and it says, Airport Improvement Fund. This fund is used to account for grant proceeds received from the Federal Aviation Administration and the operations of the airport. Revenues are generated from the fixed-based operator and farming income, and then it gives the statute. So it has here that the, um, the charges for services under the airport was 96,922. And the investment income was 13,616. And then it has uh, miscellaneous was 142,804. Now, in the rest of the budget, it says in thousands at the top up here. But here it does not. And other things like uh, the library is five million in its taxes in the revenues. So can I assume that the airport in its fee services only brings in 96,000? Or is it 9,692,000? I'd probably have to familiarize myself with the document that you're describing. I just since want I didn't know, know that in advance, and I don't know whether we're accounting for all those federal grant dollars in that um, or not. Okay, because it, the balance would be 696,713. So I'm wondering uh, what kind of budget are does this. How many dollars are being for this advisory board to administer and deal with? I just kind of wanted to have a handle on what it was. Yeah. Scott's here. Um, I think it is the smaller number is what okay. we're talking about here. Correct me. I, I, I don't know how in-depth the I just talking, if you're talking about is this, is this uh, um, a thousand times more than what you're seeing? Yeah. No. No. So, okay. So it's not a. Unless you want to go into more depth. And it's less money than Prairie Park Nature Preserve. <laughs> That's uh, kind of how what I budget things in. It, in net, but understand that we have 90% of most of our most of our capital comes in from the federal government. Mm -hmm. So the expenditures yeah. that are out there in net. Would that be the the uh, miscellaneous? It may be in the capital. Again, without understanding kind of what you're referencing mm -hmm. and without a little more time to prepare, I'm, I don't okay. want to be too loose with it. Okay, because it says grant proceeds, so the fund that, that has to be in that fund. So, okay. Mm -hmm. So how is that? Um, how is that thinking, how does that influence what you're thinking about the aviation board? 
how much money was involved mm. affects whether I think the city spending the resources on filming the meetings and, and everything as opposed to an operational board makes a difference to me. Okay. Because I think we need to be transparent mm -hmm. and accountable for money mm -hmm. spent. But when there are mm -hmm. lots and lot, thousand mm -hmm. times mm -hmm. what's on this sheet, mm -hmm. it's, it's more mm -hmm. important that it's transparent. Okay. That was my thinking. Okay. No, thank you. And maybe with public comment, that, that can also be addressed. So thank you. Other thoughts? Stan? Yeah, this is Stan Rasmussen. Um, when we made our initial proposals that we submitted for public comment back in May, um, one of those included um, combining the Historic Resources Commission mm -hmm. with the Board of Zoning Appeals and the Building Code Board of Appeals and combining all three of those boards into one entity. And during that public comment period, we got a lot of feedback that suggested that the, it would be a mistake to combine the HRC into those other boards. And we listened to that public comment. And when we got to August, where we made, or July, when we made our revised recommendations, the revised recommendation in July was that HRC should remain as a standalone board. Right. What happened between May and July, though, affected the Aviation Advisory Board and the Sustainability Advisory Board. Because in May, we had recommended that the Aviation Advisory Board be a part of the... Connected cities. No, the prosperity and economic security outcome. And then in July, the, this body, um, the people who attended that, suggested that the Aviation Advisory Board should no longer be part of the prosperity and economic security outcome as a standalone entity with some of the taxing uh, activities incorporated into them. And it was recommended back in July that instead the Aviation Advisory Board be moved into the connected city outcome and be combined with the Public Transit Advisory Committee and the Multimodal Transportation Commission having those three become one new board. That's the recommendation in Course of Action 1 and Course of Action 2. Mm -hmm. And that really changed what the proposal was from in May. And as a result of that, we got a lot of feedback from people associated with the airport who said, that's a mistake. This is a technical body. It doesn't deal with multimodal transportation. You guys are making an error. And I didn't, I'm not aware of public comment saying, yeah, that's a good choice you guys made. You should move forward with that. And the same thing happened with the Sustainability Advisory Board. The Sustainability Advisory Board in May was recommended to be a standalone board. In July, that changed 
and this body recommended that it be eliminated. And so in August was the first time we heard any public comment about changing either the Airport Advisory Board or the Sustainability Advisory Board recommendations that had been made in May. And like the Airport Advisory Board, the Sustainability Advisory Board comments, and there were several, were all in one direction, that that's a mistake, this is an important element of our city's strategic plan, environmental sustainability, and I don't, I'm not aware of any public comment after July that said, yes, it's a good idea to eliminate the, the Sustainability Advisory Board. So I think that's why I put together the Course of Action 3 recommendation that those two uh, boards remain as separate boards. And I, I have, everybody should have a copy here of a suggested sentence that I would recommend we add because I think the Sustainability Advisory Board, and, and let's be real open here, I chair that board right now. I'm currently the chair of the SAB. But we had a meeting last night, and it's not infrequent that we have these types of meetings where we did not have any formal actions other than approving our minutes. We had testimony, we had discussion, we had subcommittee reports. But we didn't take any action where we took a vote on a policy or an ad advisory action for the city commission. And that is not uncommon. And in talking with some of the board members, the SAB is not like other boards currently. Our agenda, the, the SAB's agenda, is not driven by a permit or a development proposal. The HRC, for example, they take action on a particular development proposal. Their agenda is driven by things coming from city commission or the city manager's office. Not so much the SAB. Since I've been on the, on the board uh, about a year and a half now, we've had the uh, plastic bag ordinance that the mayor asked us to take some action on, and before I even joined the board, it's my awareness that we were asked to help develop a new or revised language for noxious weeds. Not so much anything else that we're really asked to take action on. We've had a few small votes coming out of the city manager's office, but they were more just to kind of acknowledge and bless a proposal that was gonna go from the city manager's office to the city commission. So I, I suggest this sentence, and everybody should have it, and I think this sentence could be applicable no matter what we decide tonight. If we still decide to move forward with recommend, recommending elimination of the SAB, I think this sentence should be incorporated into that letter. And if we move forward with keeping the SAB as a separate entity, I think this sentence should be incorporated into the letter. And I'll read it so that the people online can hear it, unless um, Sherry's gonna put it up, but it says, 
Uh, BCSC, that's our, our board here, recommends that the City Commission consider restructuring or reformatting the SAB to bring its functionality more in alignment with other advisory boards and to more closely align it with the City Commission, with City Commission needs and goals, City Manager support, and what I mean is like support for your office, and achievement of our city's strategic plan outcomes. And I, I think that's probably a good recommendation to make to the city commission because I think if we're being honest, we feel some angst about the SAB. Does it fit? Does it not fit? Should it be eliminated? Should it be kept? I think what that tells me is it's not quite right. It needs some sort of revision. And I think we've recognized that and I think we should make that known to the City Commission so that that can play into their analysis and evaluation of our recommendations. So no matter which way we go tonight, I would like us to consider adding this sentence. So <clears throat> I just wanna finish my comment by saying, you know, we responded to a lot of public comment on the HRC. And since then, when we made changes from our original recommendations in May to what we recommended in July, there were two major changes from there. And, well, actually there were three. There was one to listen to the public and change the HRC, revert it back to a separate entity. And since then we've had comment on the Aviation Advisory Board and the SAB. And all that comment pretty much as far as I know, uniformly has been, they should not be combined, they should not be eliminated, they should remain as separate boards. And so that's why I think we should consider course of action number three tonight. And if we do, whether we su uh, support course of action three or course of action two, I do think we should add this sentence recommending to the City Commission to look more closely at the SAB and consider maybe restructuring it somehow or refining it or adjusting it. So, thank you. Tina B. Smith, uh, I have a question. You know, we're talking about the Aviation Advisory Board initially. The fact that in our, in our first proposal before public feedback, that, that version did recommend having the Aviation Advisory Board um, combined into the Economic Prosperity Board. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. So, so I, I do understand, you know, this... It had it, it had it in there, but not combined. It, it was still, it was standalone at that point? Yeah. No, I no. think that was no. combined. Yeah, I think it was my, combined. Yeah. My recollection is that it was yes. combined. And so I understand mm -hmm. some of what you're saying about the Sustainability Advisory mm -hmm. Board, but with our, since our initial proposal did include combining the Aviation Advisory Board with, with something. It wasn't, you know, it was economic prosperity and not connected city, which honestly, I feel like there's still maybe room for, for discussion there. Um, but after that, that proposal, which did include it being combined with the economic prosperity um, board, that, that's the, the point at which there were supposed to be public feedback, and we really didn't hear much at that time. So I do want to push back on that. Um, and, and I just want to throw it out there. I appreciate this this uh, statement that, that you and the Sustainability Advisory Board have have provided. But to me, um, you know, looking through a lot of the feedback we've gotten about the Sustainability Advisory Board, I feel like a lot of it focuses on on the subject of sustainability and how important that is for the city. Um, and there, 
uh, Kathy Richardson, who is the city's like lone sustainability person, was brought up time and time again. Um, people singing their praises and saying that they're great, but that they can't do it all. Um, and so to me, I feel like there is a world in which people would be more willing to see the sustainability advisory board dissolved, and that's a world in which the city's sustainability office was more robust and expanded. Um, and so for me, seeing the sustainability advisory board potentially dissolved isn't, isn't just about like abandoning sustainability, but it's about looking at that office and trying to transition towards a world in which they are doing more of that work. So um, with a lot of these recommendations, you know, talking to folks, you know, some of these things can be kind of quick, but we've talked a lot about time frame and how some of these things could, could take a while. So even if the sustainability advisory board, even if we are recommending that potentially it, it be, you know, tr you know, uh, decommissioned, that doesn't have to be immediate. That could be a process, and that process could involve working to see the city's sustainability office uh, mm -hmm. become more robust. And if the sustainability office isn't as involved in every single operation the city's doing, you know, maybe we could see as that shift happens, that would that would grow. And I feel like, I feel like sort of, not not in a binary sense of like, will it be dissolved or will it not be dissolved? But sort of, how will it be dissolved? And what will sort of take its place. The other thing I want to bring up, um, and maybe you know this is the, the chair of the Sustainability Advisory Board, is just that the Sustainability Advisory Board isn't the only group or entity in, in our community that, that cares about these issues and is, is working to try and uh, make sure that our community um, embraces this sustainability. So while you know having a specific municipal body might not be what, what ends up being a recommendation, that doesn't mean that our community doesn't have people who are champions for sustainability, who can still be a part of the conversation, who can still come and engage. It's just sort of the format that happens in. I will be honest that I think there's some issues in our community that could be better served by having uh, an independent body who, who can you know, come to the city commission, give that feedback, give that input, make sure that the, the people's voice is being heard on those issues. Um, and does it have to happen specifically in this room? And does it have to happen with a staff liaison there? Is that, I, I'm not sure if that's always necessarily going to be the most effective way to tackle some of those issues. So for people who are really invested in sustainability, whether or not the city has sustainability advisory board, I don't think is necessarily the end all be all to the city's commission to sustainability or our community's ability to like push forward on those issues. So I just think that's, a way to sort of shift how people are thinking about it because I feel like some people feel like if, if we don't have specifically a sustainability advisory board as um, you know convened by the city uh, in this exact format, then it means that our city is just kind of giving up on sustainability. But I think that that doesn't necessarily need to be the case. And I think that people should try and kind of broaden how they're, they're thinking about some of those things. Because I definitely feel committed to sustainability. Um, but I know lots of people who are, who are working towards that goal and are not doing it in necessarily in this context or this, this format, so. Yeah, this is Stan um, Rasmussen. I'd, I'd like to reply, though, on the Aviation Advisory Board. The recommendation back in May, and I have it right here, said that we would recommend that the following boards and commissions be combined into a single board. It was the transient guest tax, 
the Public Incentives Review Committee, and the Aviation Advisory Board. And what we were telling the public at that time was that the Aviation Advisory Board would remain, but they would pick up those extra little duties of the transient guest tax and the Public Incentive Re Review Committee, and they would just kind of add that to their workload. So it was the message in May was that the Aviation Board was going to pretty much remain separate, they'd take on some extra duties. What happened in July was that the uh, transient guest tax and public incentive review board were removed completely out and said, let's give those to the city manager. And the aviation advisory board then was shifted from prosperity and economic security outcome to connected city and moved into more transportation-related boards. So that was the, the change from May to July. This is Chris. I, I, I don't recall that being the, the language that we utilized in May, that aviation board would stand, would, would absorb those. It would be combined, those three boards would be combined into one under prosperity and economic development, but not, not the aviation board would, would absorb that and, and maintain itself plus the other dues. That, that wasn't my recollection of that time yeah, period. Yeah, but you know, what we did in the past is not as important as what we're going to yeah. decide to do right now. Um, <clears throat> and I think where our suggestions, where they fit in the strategic plan categories themselves, for me, is irrelevant. I mean, I, I don't know that it makes that much difference in one way or, one way or the other. I mean, that's, uh, you know, Craig's doing the reorganization and so on and so forth. Um, I think that we have heard, uh, and I think it sounds like we agree, that the Aviation Board and the HRC should be independent. Um, I, don't, I don't see any problem with that. I mean, that's what we've heard and so on. The issue is the Sustainability Board. If the Sustainability Board, as you're saying, has not had, you know, doesn't have the same workload, you know, that um, that that the other boards have. Um, I think it is a testament to the idea that the emphasis on sustainability has been and is being incorporated into um, city operations, and I think if we are making a recommendation about um, sustainability, it should be not with regard to should there be a board, shouldn't there be a board, but it should be our our endorsement of the in, in sustainability thrust and an endorsement that this be spread throughout the organization in an operational or administrative administrative way. So I'm proposing that we go ahead and make aviation and HRC independent and that um, we disband the sustainability group. This is this is Chris Court. I, I think I would, I'm almost there. My thinking back from May to July when we, when we made the recommendation for the sustainability advisory board to be um, ultimately dissolved was what kept going around in my head as one of the very first meetings that, that Stan spoke about that board was they struggled to find their place as a board with an agenda from the very since the since everything changed and so that kind of kept rolling around in my brain of so if 
if, if we don't have an agenda, we're struggling to find our place where it is. And, and hearing today that a lot of your meetings are just approval of minutes and, and discussion of the subcommittees, that speaks to me as what we've talked about as operational board of when, when the city staff outside of the normal function of, of their duties need to come up with an, uh, the, the plastic bag that you can put together an operational board at that time or call it a task force that you bring in the experts that, that you need to study that particular issue. But to, to commit staff resources above and beyond what they're already doing for sustainability, because they have a commitment, they have a responsibility to to sustainability in everything that we're doing. And there's presentations to the city commission on, on every one of those items, and sustainability is one of those, how we're utilizing sustainability throughout their decision-making process. Um, so I'm, I'm, after the last meeting where we heard uh, great feedback from the Sustainability Advisory Board. I'm, I've still come back to the meetings don't have an agenda. They don't have a, you're, you're, you're approving minutes that, that that to me means that it's happening at the city level and there's issues that will come up that those need to, to be dealt with and those will be dealt with through operational or task force when they come up. As a, as a speaking to the Aviation Board, I'm, I'm still on the fence about it. I understand what a lot of the feedback has been, but in the bylaws, it doesn't specifically state anything about membership needing special technical skills to do it. And it's, it's open to anybody that the mayor puts on the board. And uh, so I'm, I'm kind of, I, I see where there's the technical aspect of it, but anybody can be on the board. So if there was a requirement to have technical skills through, through the aviation industry, then, then why wasn't the bylaws developed that way? And up to this point, why were we letting anybody on the board that the mayor wanted to be on the board? So I'm still on the fence as it relates to the Aviation Advisory Board. Yeah, I have to admit I'm a little on the Aviation Advisory That's why I asked about the operational um, uh, advisory, the operational board as opposed to one of these advisory boards is because unlike um, the HRC, which also has some technical expertise that they're asked, but it's also open to a much broader segment of the community because you want that input. You don't want just the technical experts in there. Right. Um, so, uh, so it wasn't something, it's something to me is an advisory board with some technical appointees, whereas the, the descriptions that we've had of the aviation board seem to be, I don't know if it's that type of board where you've got open to the community right. and then some technical expertise, or if it's really just for technical expertise, then maybe it's part of one of this, this model is an operational board. It's a standalone board that the city appoints to give technical expertise to the city. And that, that works for me, being a operation, separate operational board as the city needs it um, to be. Um, as for the Sustainability Advisory Board, I can speak as a former um, member of the Sustainability Advisory Board. Um, and I can say that the, my concern about the Sustainability Advisory Board is much like you said, is I, I just don't think it's an effective model as it stands right now. Um, I would love to see it be reformatted 
into something more robust. But right now, um, the city commission, honestly, doesn't give them directions. They don't have things coming to them, like you said. And the city commission is not giving them directions. In fact, the plastic ban and the noxious weed came from the sustainability advisory board to the city commission. So it was something that they took up, did an excellent job with, but it was initiated by the Sustainability Advisory Board, not the city. And as we've looked at the policies and procedures of these advisory boards, we've decided that, that that's not the model that all these other boards are, are following. I mean, they're, it's to advise the city, and I guess I, w I would like to see some sort of meshing where the city and these advisory boards are moving in the same direction, working on the same thing. And my example might be the open space committee at the county, with the county, where they have, the county is committed to an open space plan. They've committed, uh, limit, they do have a, a staff, but it's limited like the Sustainability Advisory Board, and they have appointed uh, a task force or an advisory board to help them with that open space. But both parties, the city, the, sorry, the county and this advisory board are moving together on that, that, that particular issue. And I'd like to see that with the Sustainability Advisory Board where they're both moving, instead of it being taking the, the city off task of what we're trying to do um, because of whoever's chairing the sustainability advisory board or whoever on the committee or what person brings an issue to the sustainability advisory board. I'd like to see them more in concert and I'd love for the city commission to give them more direction to say, look, here's our commitment to sustainability. Here's what we need help. Here's where we want your advice. And honestly, the city commission has not done that. And I would like to see some kind of some kind of model. Well, to, to this do is that. John Nelbandian. Why, why don't why don't we just put that in the in the proposal? I'm proposing that the city commission uh, review it's the city's emphasis on sustainability and how it wants to address how it wants to organize. Well, to address the capture in the yeah. suggested sentence. Yeah. Well, I don't. But then. Mm. I'm, I'm not wed to it. We could change it or <laughs> do away with it. But I, I thought we needed more than what we had. In okay. Well, that would letters. that would capture it then. Could I make a motion? Well, let, can we let sh before you make a motion? Okay. Because I like yeah. to structure the conversation. We have a director of mm -hmm. sustainability as a as a paid city position, and that is where this should be coming from, in my opinion. I, I like what you said, and I was thinking the same thing, but you said it so much better. <laughs> but I think that it's very important that no one feels like they're losing their voice. And I, and I see that that's, if we, the people that are on the sustainability board f fear that they'll be losing their voice if the board is dissolved. And I think it is, incumbent upon the city and the Office of Director of Sustainability to make sure that these folks have the opportunity to be heard in the same manner that they, when they're assembled as a board and as individuals. Because when you're an individual, you're a member of a community. <clears throat> and when you're on a board, you're in your little silos all over here. And I think that the strategic plan 
asks us to be more of a community, a group of individuals moving towards common goals, as opposed to little stacks of folks here and there. That, and so I think that because we now have this director of sustainability, if she welcomes them in a robust way and their voices are heard, I think that that would be the best outcome. So I, uh, this is John Nalbandian. Uh, may I make a motion now? Uh, okay, I would like to move that we um, recommend the um, independence for the aviation. Oh, I'm sorry, John. Before I didn't, I thought you had something else to say. It was a motion about something else when you said no, asked no, me. I we need to have public comment first before we make oh. a motion oh. for one of these letters. Okay. So, and then before we vote. So, well, we, okay. I mean, I'm, all right. Yeah, I'd so like public I, comment to comment on the motion. You could talk well, about what you intend to do and get. Yeah, just you can that. just yeah you can just talk about what you, you how you see this playing out. Well, I'm going to then I'm going to propose the independent uh, aviation and HRC board and that uh, sustainability emphasis. It, it, we adopt this language here with regard to sustainability. Okay. So it would be the call. To, this is Chris Gross. So it would be the call to action to, but having the aviation board as a standalone, ultimately, with with this language added into it. So course of action to, but change the aviation advisory board. That's what right. I'm That's what I heard too. Yeah. And then adopting your language here into that course of action just too. Just adding it in. Yeah. Okay, do they, you want public comment? Oh, no, we'll, we'll finish our discussion first. Okay. And then we'll... You know, be smooth. So, I just want to mm -hmm. kind of touch on mm -hmm. some of the things that you'd said earlier, John, because I think, to me, throughout this process, like, the way I've been thinking about what our, our role is and what the outcome of this committee committee is has, has shifted a bit, and I really like the fact that you talk about um, the different the different areas and, and how we're, we're putting things in different, different areas and how some of that, you know, can be a little bit fuzzy, and I definitely agree with that. I mean, if I'm being entirely honest, we still have the TGT fund going into economic prosperity, whereas that, in reality, lives under unmistakable identity. Um, and, I mean, I, we have enough things to argue about, so I'm not going to get too into that right now. <laughs> but for me, I, I really see our recommendation as being um, not necessarily just a list of yeses and nos, like a very straightforward thing, but a, a pretty nuanced um, document, and I think that it's okay for us to include a little bit, in, include some transparency in the document we're sending on to the City Commission and saying that this is the discussion we had, mm -hmm. these are some of the areas where we found the most difficulty coming to resolution. Um, I mean, luckily for us, they're the ones who actually have to come make the actual yeah. decision. Mm -hmm. and they don't have that luxury, but for us, um, I think having some nuance in the document mm -hmm. that we send on is, is okay. Um, I think even if we didn't include nuance in the document we send on, uh, they are going to be aware that we have talked at great length about the Sustainability Advisory Board, mm -hmm. and there's a certain degree of uncertainty there, um, and that there's some indecision. Mm -hmm. I think uh, mm -hmm. they, will, they will probably at least skim some of these, or at least hear secondhand um, about the discussion. So the document itself, I think we can put some nuance into it, but I think that inevitably the City Commission is also going to have some of these conversations. Um, and that the conversations that we're having right now will be kind of a part of what we mm -hmm. send on to them. Um, and so I think that it's okay if 
some of our language is a little bit soft around some of these things. You know, if we include in the document we send on that we aren't 100% sure about the Aviation Advisory Board, I think that is fine and that they, can all, they will ultimately have those conversations anyways. Um, are they going to take the TGT funds and funnel that all into an economic uh, development board and take it away from the you know the programming which is currently being funded through that? Like personally, I, I think that that's that's unlikely. I think that some of the, the things are going to get sort of um, figured out uh, in in that next stage of the process. So while I think it's good that we're having these conversations, I, I do think that for me at least, like. I'm reminded of the fact that we're, we're not actually making the final decision here. Mm -hmm. And not only we're not making the final decision, but this is really the first step. I mean, really, what really happens where this comes alive is in the restructuring of these committees, what they look like, what the bylaws are, what the criteria are for membership. That's where this really comes to fruition in terms of what they're going to decide. And that's the next step. That was not, we, we, we didn't get to that point. Um, so you're right. Thank you for saying it. it's not just yeses and nos. It will, it will come alive as a, a new format, and potentially an exciting format. If, so, well, that remains to be seen. And there'll be plenty, plenty of opportunity for people to comment on how that happens, when it does. You know, B. Smith. Yeah, I, I will just say that as far as the aviation advisory board specifically, uh, I'm okay having it standalone in the document we we send on. Um, I would I would appreciate it if, if there was a little bit of uncertainty around there because I personally um, can't say 100% if, if I'm if I'm sure if it should be standalone or, or not. Mm -hmm. um, so, or as an operational board, is that we talked about that as another alternative? Uh, but I would have to 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 um, ask city staff if that if that is something that could go forward in a recommendation. For an operational board, given that we haven't really discussed what those would look like. Well, you have defined them categorically yeah. and then kind of said that would be at the discretion of the city manager and the staff to, to build and construct those to fit the purpose. Um, so so what I would imagine, if if we wanted if we wanted to recommend um, an operational board, I guess that could be added to the language, but it would mean dissolving the existing advisory board and sort of shifting that to an operational board. So we could put that language in if we if we so chose. Well, I think that would be up to the city manager. Right, and that's the thing. I mean, regarding right, right, and it might that might be ultimately up to the city commission, um, which way they want to go, which way they want to make it, an operational or an advisory board. Uh, I can't say I'm wedded to either way. Just so, mm -hmm. Chris Card, I, I I received a message from one of the advisory board, uh, aviation advisory board members that spoke to maintaining this board as a standalone board. And one of the things that he mentioned um, was the ultimate goal is to have uh, uh, an airport authority. And mm -hmm. and I, I'm I'm interested to understand the necessity to keep the aviation advisory board in the process of 
of getting towards an airport authority? Is it, a, is it required that we maintain this in its current existence in order for us to get to that point? Or is having a staff member with an operational board that's, that is built on at, at the staff's and the city manager's discretion, is that, is that sufficient enough to, for them to get to the point where they, they can get to a, an airport authority? Okay. Um, we might get some answers to some of those questions. Does anybody, we will bring the discussion back to the city commission after public comment, but does anybody have anything else they want to add before I open it up to public comment right now? Okay. Well, I, yeah, I, I think along Daniel's suggestion there, you could add, uh, if you left the aviation, if we went along with Mr. Nalbendian's proposal to keep the Aviation Advisory Board as a standalone, we could still add a note that says something along the lines of BCSC has some uncertainty about the Aviation Advisory Board and whether the current board structure and functionality best serves the needs of aviation in the future and encourages the City Commission to review this. And, and make that type of statement, I think would, in, I think that would enhance our product that we're giving to the city commission. And, and it would acknowledge that we had some uncertainty about it. We're recommending at this time that it remain standalone, but we think you should take another look at it. Didn't that email that we got about the, from the aviation about the future and, you know, uh, didn't that, wasn't that an endorsement of the independence of the board? As it is right now, it wasn't saying we need to reconstruct the, the composition or the purpose of the board so that we can get to the next step. My assumption was, I don't even think it was an assumption, I think it was very much implied in that email that um, the current structure could take us to that point. This is good. It I think that was the implication: is that yes, they, they believe that a standalone board is still re is is necessary and is what they would uh, recommend. But whether that's required is what I'm saying. Like, do is it required for us to maintain the the advisory board as it stands to get to an airport authority? Uh, every board that we've we've discussed shows that they think it's the right idea. Even the boards that I chaired to maintain its structure as it was. Um, I think that I don't know that we had many recommendations or public feedback that says, "Yeah, get rid of my board." It's a great <laughs> idea. So I, I I didn't take it to where they. I took it to like, yes, they want this advisory board to stay as it is, and and I'm still on the fence as a as a race to. But knowing whether that's a requirement to having an airport authority or not is kind of something I'd I'd like to. And I know we have some members on the in the audience that maybe they can speak to to that. Good. So are we ready to let um, our public um, comment? So um, if you would come up to the podium and state your name. And what? You have comments online. Yep. I'm going to take the people in the room first. Here's our oh. agenda for the Aviation Advisory Board for the November meeting, if you guys would like to look at it. 198 pages. My name is Clancy Maloney. I'm the chairman of the Aviation Advisory Board. And um, let me answer some questions. 
first of all, most of the economics that devolve to the airport are 90% funded outside the city and only 10% to the city. Currently, the economic impact to the city of Lawrence is $20 million a year, according to the state of Kansas statistics. This board, I am spending, and Mr. Um, Wagner can confirm this, approximately 20 hours a week doing city staff work because the city is short-staffed on airport operations and oversight. So, with the agenda like this, I'm getting ready to go on a trip for two weeks and I'm taking all of that with me plus another subcommittee meeting work that we have working right now. I will address what you're talking about on the aviation board, whether it should stay in terms of going forward to an airport authority. The board is currently working with a documentation called the ACRP number 245, which makes recommendations about how airports ought to be managed. Eventually, probably this year, the board will be recommending to the city council that they look into turning the aviation board into an authority. Right now, we're so short-staffed at the, at, the, at the airport level that the board may have to take on that function or hire it out by the city. So just to give you an idea about the skills of the people we have on the board, the mayor interviews everybody and appoints them currently. I don't care who appoints them as long as we've got people as good as we've got right now. I have 42 years of aviation experience in aerial firefighting and medical transport. Charter work. Carrie Gooch is a longtime pilot. His family is third generation aviation in this town, and he has legislative experience, which we need. Tiffany Hall has the, the economic development experience for the Chamber of Commerce. Greg Gardner is a retired Air Force Two store with 40 years experience in aviation, similar to mine. Jim Laster works for Garmin and flies all over the country and he's another pilot on the board. Chris Coleman is a banker and has, is, lives here in Lawrence and helped develop the Rooks County Airport. David Hayub is our KU representative, which is required by our bylaws. So we, this is not a bunch of people who just sit around and say this is what the airport's supposed to be doing. I've, they're gonna get that homework this week so that when we come to our meeting on November 1st, we can talk about that. Thank you. So this board, mm -hmm. if you are gonna put this board any place, it needs to be under the economic development mm -hmm. aegis. It's not bikes and buses. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. May I ask her a question? After public comment? Sure. Mm -hmm. Ask her a question yep. after public comment? Well, after everybody's had a chance to speak, then we can go back and ask questions. Okay. Yes. During our discussion. Okay. Please. Good evening. My name is Scott Wagner. I'm the Lawrence Regional Airport Manager. I wasn't planning to make public comment tonight, uh -huh. but since one of the commissioners did raise some questions about the budget, I thought I'd make a few brief remarks. And first of all, I want to thank Clancy and the rest of my board for their countless number of hours in helping me do my job, which is not my only job with the city. Um, I only devote 
50 to 60 percent of my time uh, as being airport manager. I have a whole other list of duties uh, that I also perform for the city. The only full-time employee at the airport right now is a maintenance person. Um, I'm currently not staffed at the airport. I, I office here at City Hall. Uh, and we are a growing airport. Uh, we obtained regional status about a year ago. The number of flight operations continues to increase. Uh, we're working through several large grant awards. So on a yearly basis, our budget does fluctuate based upon the grants that we either get from the state of Kansas or FAA. So on a year-to-year -year basis, you will see some rather large fluctuations in the airport budget, and it is a standalone fund, uh, a small percentage of the larger city budget. Um, but it is a standalone fund, so all the revenues and expenses do go through the airport fund. I think last year our budget was roughly $700,000. We do get general fund support, so the, uh, the, the airport doesn't raise enough revenue to uh, support all of its operations. Uh, but as Clancy mentioned, a large percentage of what goes on at the airport is either funded through the FAA or the state of Kansas through the Kansas Airport Improvement Grant program. Um, final comments, please don't eliminate the Aviation Advisory Board. Uh, I couldn't do my job without their technical operational expertise. I've been with the city 23 years, but I've only been airport manager the last couple of years, and I'm still learning the whole plethora and gamut of FAA rules and, and regulations that, that govern everything that happens at the airport in addition to just all the operational aspects of, of things going on out there. And I take lots of operational questions to this board. In fact, uh, a major question of the, perhaps the entire community is on next month's agenda where we're going to be receiving a report from Garver Engineering as to whether we should ex expand our primary runway or not to uh, uh, allow for 737 type jet traffic at the airport. I will rely on on the recommendations of the board to the full governing body of the city as to whether we're going to move forward on that project or not. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'll turn to people that um, have their hand raised online now. Um, so Kay Johnson. Hello. So my name is Kate Johnson and I'm the sustainability and environment manager for a manufacturing company here in Lawrence. And I'm also on my second term as an SAB member and represent SAB on the land development code update steering committee. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, thank you for allowing me to speak tonight. <clears throat> I urge you to support option three that keeps the sustainability advisory board as a standalone board with no changes to its commitments. You may have already made up your mind, but I will offer uh, some cautionary um, statements about that. Option two states that this SAB does not regularly have business before the commissioners or does not regularly have uh, business on its at its own meetings and that um, the commission doesn't seek recommendations and actions from SAB and that its actions are not aligned with uh, the city's sustainability advisory board. The four statements I just paraphrased I view as grossly incorrect. Um, but before I address those, I'll uh, defer back to um, offer the historic perspective that I have gained over the last six years of being involved with the SAB that Stan may not have. Um, 
So, and because Stan joined the SAB near the end of 2021, in December of 2021, the longtime uh, sustainability director, Jasmine Moore, resigned, <clears throat> and the interim director was not um, assigned until February of 2021. Also, three staff members uh, that had been assigned to Jasmine Moore were moved to the county. And that was because there was a split between the city and the county sustainability uh, offices. That was a decision made by the uh, city manager. Now, historically, the operations of the SAB have been through subcommittee work. And, and the reason that the subcommittees are generally formed is that uh, oftentimes members of, of the public reach out to the commissioners uh, regarding an issue, a topic, a sustainability um, a problem. Oftentimes, and I have witnessed this, the uh, commissioners ask me, have you taken that up to the SAB yet? Or, or they refer um, citizens to the SAB. So the, regarding the plastic bag ban, that started way before 2017 um, because that was brought to the commissioners uh, first, and then it was um, requested that the SAB look at that issue. Also, the, a, a similar situation, um, Time. the public brought issues. If you could please wrap up. <laughs> Sure, I, I will say this, that there are many reasons that the Sustainability Advisory Board should be a standalone, one of which the public will be going to the commissioners asking for these issues, and then Thank you. the commissioners will be looking around to who should these be assigned to. Thank you. Ordinance is not being addressed right now. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, Chris Flowers. Hi, um, this is Chris Flowers, and I just want to comment a couple things. One is about, I, I'm sorry, I just looked at this today, um, that the Community Police Review Board and the Human Relations Commission being combined, I don't think that's a good idea at all. And I, was, I went to most of the, when they were restructuring the Community Police Review Board, and I was just wondering if you all know what their final recommendations are gonna be. Because like, for instance, will a felon or a cop be allowed to serve on the, the CPRB? Because if not, then that also eliminates them from the Human Relations Commission Board. So, and also, um, to serve on the CPRB, you need you can't have a big mouth because you're going to be looking at confidential stuff. Like I, I would never consider right now to apply for the CPRB, but I would for the HRC because I wouldn't be seeing confidential stuff. And I mean, also it could be emotional stuff. You're you're going to be watching people get beaten possibly, and reviewing stuff like that. I mean, that's going to take a different kind of mentality than coming up with like fair housing stuff or, uh, um, or like the the Crown Act type stuff. And also, one I think what was listed because the CPRB looks at racial bias, cases about racial bias. I think their final recommendation is going to remove that, and they're going to look at mo like all complaints, and not just if it's based on like my like a minority 
uh, complaints. Um, let's see what else I have. Um, all, yeah, and if you combine them, what happens if the board gets like gets busy coming up with a new ordinance? Does that mean that there could potentially be a long wait for people to get their um, cases reviewed by the board because it's working on other stuff? Um, so I'm I'm really against combining those two boards. Um, then also, uh, kind of off off subject, but I think I if you could, I'd like for y'all to uh, urge the commission to change it so that other commissioners can review applicants and not just the mayor. Because I think that's how it is that the mayor makes the appointment, they can do the interview, and the other commissioners don't know who's applied. Uh, that might have changed, but I, I think it needs to be more open for other commissioners to see who's applying if we're going to be eliminating boards. And elim like it, it puts more importance on people being um, appointed to these boards and if there's I, it can't just be a rubber stamp method where the mayor Time. just appoints someone thank you and they're finally approving them thank you thank you um, so we don't have anybody else in the room we have nobody else online that I can see so I'll close public comment bring the discussion back to the committee and you're free to ask people online or in in the in the room questions if I may, I, I have one question. I don't know who can answer it, but I, I don't know what an airport authority is versus an aviation advisory board. Can that be briefly described? Is that okay? Yes. Oh, please. Yeah. I'm Scott Wagner, the Lawrence, Kansas Airport Manager. Um, the, an airport authority is created by Kansas statute. It, it does have um, more decision-making, autonomous decision-making authority uh, over airports. Um, generally across the state, larger size airports, uh, certainly like in Wichita, Topeka, the Johnson County system, Salina, are all governed by airport authorities. They also have and I haven't deeply studied the Kansas statutes on this, but they have a certain mill levy authority as well that allows them to come up with those matching funds for the FAA um, grants uh, to administer um, those programs on their airports. But generally speaking, and Professor Nalbani might correct me, but the governing bodies in those communities appoint members to the airport authorities. So there is that elected oversight. And then generally speaking, the airport authority would hire uh, a manager to manage the airport, and that manager would hire the rest of the staff. Thank you. So ultimately, this would become its own quasi-government agency that's outside the, the management of the city of, city of Lawrence? Under Clancy Maloney Airport, um, I'm sorry, um, Aviation Advisory Board Chairman, under that, there is regular oversight by the owner of the airport, which would be the city of Lawrence, which still does own the airport. Mm -hmm. So it's not totally you know going off and doing its own thing there there actually would be oversight by the city on a regular basis and before you run off to 
you're saying that you're going to make a recommendation within probably the next year that, that yes. we move towards that. How long, just theoretically, if, if we if that does become the recommendation, what does uh, a transition plan look like for that? How long I, does it get to set I, up? That I don't know. That's, that's I'm looking at that right now under that document that I cited, the ACRP 245, and it could take a couple of years to do it because it's, it's scope. Is it going to be county? Is it going to be other airports? Is it going to be regional? And how do we interact with the Topeka Airport Board, the Salina Airport Authority, and the whole Kansas City complex? So it could take a while to figure out what the way it would need to operate. So um, that's that's what I know about it. We're just beginning to look at it. and depends on whether the city throws it back to the board to do the research or whether they look to some outside consultant to to advise them on that so okay other craig is that some is the transition of that to an airport authority part of a, i know it's not part of the, the five-year strategic plan but I don't remember. Was that something in part of 2040, Horizon 2040, that that the City of Lawrence would be considering transitioning some of those operations to an airport authority? I haven't had. I barely had any conversations about those, okay. and I don't remember it referenced. It's certainly not referenced in the strategic plan right. at all, um, and I don't know whether it was referenced or covered in 2040. Sherry, I, I had. Uh, I would like to have explained the $17 million impact of the Lawrence Airport, because I, I think that that would be really good to know. The airport had revenues of 96922 in this last budget, and then something other. So it had a quarter of a million dollars in income. And from what I read in your email, they, the state of Kansas, the Department of Transportation, said that the economic impact of aviation not manufacturing jobs in the state of Kansas mm -hmm. was X. And then um, they said Lawrence had 3% of the population, so they divided 3% of that was the 17 million. But we are an airport that has no commercial flights and like Salina has multiple flights each day to Denver and Chicago. So wouldn't they be weighted more? I mean, explain to me what that okay. is. Okay, the document that you're referencing is the Kansas Airport Economic Impact Study from 20, based on 2016 data. That document itself states that the economic impact from their, do, their data supports that the Lawrence Airport supports over $13 million in economic impact, not direct money from the airport. It's employees, it's people coming in. If you've ever seen the ramp on game days, we get 28 biz jets in here and have barely enough room to park them there. Based on that data, and eliminating the Wichita Industrial Complex for Aviation, because it's, the proportion of that compared with the rest of the state is huge. Lawrence has about a 3% um, population here and thus should have about 3% of the overall state money. So based on the 13.3 and the addition of a major 
um, business to the airport, Eurotech, six or seven years ago after that study was done. If you look at the slides that I, I provided with that document, it shows you how we get the calculation. According to what, what the Kansas people extrapolating from that, we should be much further along in terms of economic impact, closer to 30 million than 20 million, or the 17.7 that you're, you're quoting now. So to, so to get to those figures, you have to accept the fact, you have to accept the premise that they are treating all airports equally because it's 3% of the population. I, I, I don't know how else to do the math. Um, yeah. there, there, so, so I would I would differ with that. So well, there there are other airports like Salina and Topeka, for example. They're old Air Force bases, and they've already got runways that are ten thousand feet long. We don't. So being a regional airport, I don't think there's another regional airport in the state. Maybe you can address this, Scott. That doesn't have a full time manager and staff. So that's part of the the issue. Is we need the economic development push to get the airport to where it needs to be. Are okay. there other regional airports that do not have commercial flights? I'm not sure. I don't know the I answer think to Liberal that. Liberal does. Liberal, oh. Dodge City, uh, I don't know if Salina has commercial flights or not. Yeah, they have United okay. twice a day, yeah. Denver and yeah. Chicago. Well, let's look at it this way. Are you sure you want scheduled aircraft in here? I just I don't know the answer to that. The impact yeah. and the jobs that that provides. Yeah, it could, it could provide a lot of jobs. And we've got a lot of room at the airport right now to develop. So, Thank you know, who knows? Thank you. Any more questions for our, our public attendees? Um, I have to say, some, one of my initial thoughts, just listening to Mr. Wagner say how much he depends upon this board, um, that maybe, maybe now isn't the time to um, disrupt that, whether it becomes an operational board or not. I mean, it may eventually become an operational board or a port authority, port, <laughs> airport authority. Um, but maybe now it's not the time to disrupt that. Any other thoughts? Dean B. Smith, mm. yeah, I, I mean, I, I would say I'm happy at this point mm. leaving a, recommend, mm. a recommendation for the uh, Aviation Advisory Board to be, to be standalone and passing that along to the city commission. Um, I don't know how much more, this guy, if there's anybody who feels strongly against that. This is Chris. I, I, I have, I've had to do a lot of research as it relates to FAA standards as clients want to purchase airplanes, and it, it is mind-numbing and head-spinning to try to understand all the FAA guidelines. Um, just from an acquisition of an airplane perspective. So uh, I can understand the, the need for technical expertise. So uh, I, was, I was leaning towards leaving it as a, as a standalone agency, but one of the things I really wanted to clear up and, and stand and make a, make, made that recommendation of um, redefining the bylaws that they currently have and being more clear as to who the membership is. Because I, I know you mentioned that it that says in the bylaws, but I just read reread the bylaws on the resolution, and I don't see where it says anything about KU in there. So, and, and I could have missed it because it's on my phone, so it's really tiny. But um, it was in the testimony was it? Yeah, no, not me, but the testimony. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah, on the testimony. Yes. So I, I didn't see it in there, but I I would be because of the the nature of of 
the FAA regulations and requirements. I, the budget, to some extent, is important, but to me, it's still an expertise that we don't necessarily have a full-time dedicated person at the at the staff uh, city level that's managing that. Um, that I, I would be inclined to to have that as a standalone board um, with a redefined bylaws and resolution to clearly state the requirement for some expertise in in air and in, in the aviation industry um, and then from a I think I'm, I'm on the uh, call to action number two with the change of uh, dr. Albindian headset of, of making the aviation board as a standalone board I um, may I uh, while we were sitting here I I drafted another sentence I apparently like <laughs> perfect um, I'll probably like this one too it says um, uh, BCSC has some uncertainty about the Aviation Advisory Board and whether the current board structure and function best serves the aviation needs of our community accordingly BCSC recommends the City Commission consider the Aviation Advisory Board mission and purpose and just kind of let them know that hey we want you to take another look we can I know you had suggested maybe we add that type of language, something in there. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, for me, especially thinking about how the city commission is actually going to tackle these things and how the, the city staff are going to go about tackling these things, I feel like it, it would be it'd be nice to include some of the conversational, some of the points that, that have been made about sort of what, what does the future look like for the airport and sort of try and include that language that it, um, that the city commission should review the, the, the aviation advisory board, not, not necessarily to dissolve it at this time, but to try and figure out what the plan is going forward and, and keep in mind what a growing airport and what role the, the airport plays in the community, because I think that, that it's all really interesting. Um, what um, you listening to this discussion about changing that there's a, a certain amount of editing that I imagine can be done <laughs> here. But delving into changes in bylaws, I mean, that's the next step yep. um, to do. But I don't, I don't, I don't want us to have to come back and improve a whole new letter. So yeah. I, let's um, let's keep our edits to something that can be done, so that we, with the edits, we can approve tonight. Yeah. Um, so we can go through and say, okay, let's adopt whichever one of these, one, two, or three, but with these changes, but adding like language about, you know, lengthy language about how the city commission should delve into the bylaws and do that, I think it might take us into a whole new level. I would agree. And, and my, my last piece on the aviation, I, I think Lawrence is such a, a unique community as it relates to the economic drivers that are here, that the future of this airport is an important thing that we continue to to push forward on, you know, with, with the Panasonic and World Cup uh, that, that is coming, that I think Lawrence is seen as, as a, a different type of community. And us even having the opportunity to be a host city for some of the teams is, is massively <laughs> important and so I think for that kind of one of the big reasons why I think continuing to keep the aviation board separate so we so we know that 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 is a not that it wouldn't be um, if it was an operational board but moving towards the idea of a how uh, airport authority I think is is probably pretty important to this community as a whole 
um, long term. Yeah. Whether it's in the strategic plan now or not, I think it maybe with maintaining the board that can be come part of our you know 2050 yeah, we could, <laughs> horizon we 2050. Says we we understand the potential right. of development of the airport and you know, see a standalone. Well, it has the airport has changed a lot. When my husband was alive, he was a pilot. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of Western Kansas farm boys have their pilot's license because it's the sticks out there. Yeah. And we used to go out there and rent planes and go see his folks and stuff. And it was nothing compared to what it is now. Yeah. So mm. it has come a long mm. way. I mean, it's much more developed than it was back then. Does it have a tower? I mean, no. So how do you get big planes in there with no tower? They visually I mean, land a 737? Uh, not I, don't oh. I don't. I don't think you want to hear about air traffic control. <laughs> but I'd be glad to give you a little ground school on it anytime okay. you like. I think Sherry Weedman had a, a point. A point of order, maybe. Well, or, just yeah. I just want to say yeah. that there um, on the on the drafts. Mm -hmm. Again, we don't want to get into drafting on the fly, but mm -hmm. there's often when the commission even will approve the mayor sending a letter to something. So, and we're already gonna have some discretion for you because Hannah still has a piece that you had wanted her to add on all three of these letters, correct? There was a section that had a note for Hannah to draft some. Yes. Yep. And, and just remember, this will come back, and we would hope all of you, when it goes to the commission or at least the chair, there will be opportunity in the report to provide some of that information it doesn't necessarily all have to be included in the letter. Mm -hmm. So if that's helpful. Well, I mean, obviously we can do whatever mm -hmm. you want, but mm -hmm. there, if there is agreement in the motion mm -hmm. that these things will be changed, if you're comfortable with the chair drafting, you know, approving, you right. know, that final language to rep, and maybe yeah. maybe you're not. But but if we if we could I mean can you in terms of how this this might go, um, it might behoove us to say okay, um, so our final vote will have to be okay we're going to adopt one of these letters here's the additional language here's the changes, right? Um, and, so and I'm just saying I don't think they need to be specifically spelled out but clear direction mm -hmm. adding mm -hmm. language that okay you know. I would like to get as, as specific as we can without overwhelming. So I'm just wondering um, if people would like to make some suggestions as to what. So we've already have this suggested language for the SAB. So um, for example, if um, people were leaning towards the number two letter, um, yeah. then the change might be okay. Uh, we're going to change the, to the Aviation Advisory Board to be standalone, and we're going to add this in place of that paragraph, for example. Um, yeah, so we, another way it could be is if we decided we wanted to go with the base of number three, um, then we would add edits to that and approve that. It, it sounds to me like we're there may be a consensus building for course of action mm -hmm. too, but the change would be 
take the standalone language for the Aviation Advisory Board that's in Course of Action 3, move that into Course of Action 2, and eliminate the language in Course of Action 2 that says combine the Aviation Advisory Board into those other transportation boards. So you would take the standalone language from 3, eliminate the combined language in 2. And then the other thing would be add this paragraph at the end of the discussion about the Sustainability Advisory Board. Mm -hmm. In all of those, in either Course of Action 1 or Course of Action 2, there was a note that we thought Hannah should add text about the July and August meetings in the summary, the introductory letter mm -hmm. that summarizes the various meetings. Since we've had meetings in July and August, we thought that there should be additional language added there. And I think we can rely on that since that's just a summary of those meetings. Right. And the chair would review it before signing it. You know, this is so funny to me. As a former council member, like all I would be interested in is, okay, what's the result of all this? What do you guys want us, what are you recommending for us to do? I and mean, that's all I'd want to know, you know? I'd figure, oh, you guys did a great, you would have done, uh, you know, your due diligence and stuff, and so does anybody have any objections? We're here from the audience, any objections? But on the other hand, you may have some council members who are very much into details these days. I don't know, I don't know. But just sharing my own perspective. Daniel B. Smith, um, I do, just, just to be clear, and we already touched on the fact that I think where, where some of these things fall, especially the things that, that we are recommending be, be dissolved, like which category they're in isn't necessarily all that important right. as far as a recommendation, but um, I, I do agree generally that economic prosperity makes more sense for aviation if we want to include that in our, our letter. Um, I do also actually want to touch on, and like out of a, you know, a place of, of being to totally honest about m my opinion on these things. I do want to touch on um, another one of the public comments we had. I, I do actually generally agree um, with Chris Flowers uh, about the police review board, um, and especially from sort of a practical standpoint. I, I think that someday there could be a time when the community police review board and the, uh, the HRC could combine. I, practically, I, if that is, if a recommendation is for those things to be combined, I, I would not. I don't expect that to actually. I would be surprised if that recommendation actually ended up happening, considering how much the police review board, how much has, effort has gone into um, you know, restructuring it recently. Um, I think that's another one of those things where the timeline on that one, to me, is is a big question, um, because considering how much effort has been put, put into establishing the community police re review board recently, I would, be, I would be surprised if that was all sort of immediately kind of undone and, and, and up, upended. Um, so uh, that, that recommendation, um, uh, I, I do, I, I appreciate that, that comment, and I, but, but I, I also am, am aware that the recommendations we're making can be somewhat aspirational and that they're not necessarily gonna happen tomorrow. Um, I'm curious if anybody else has, has any, any opinions on the Community Police Review Board and its, its specific recommendation in our current drafts. 
I'm comfortable with Chris Cart staying, keeping it as, as it currently stands. I'm comfortable that way too. And I think if you look at what the police review board and the human relations commission, the HRC are, how they're currently structured and what they do, they may be different, but the recommendation is that they can be combined into a new advisory board. Yep. And that can, that can be reformulated a variety of ways. Mm -hmm. And it could have subcommittees that deal with mm -hmm. you know, sensitive or uh, confidential matters. But I think it, it really allows a lot of discretion on the part of the city commission and the city manager's office if the commission decides to have them try to restructure this. It really allows them a, a wide latitude. So I, I'm comfortable with what our recommendation is that they just be combined into a new advisory board. It doesn't just, you know, it's not prescriptive of how that should be done. And I, and I, the way I was, in all our discussions, one of the things that kind of jumped out at me is that in that of that board us having to go back and kind of rethink what that board really is kind of to me in, in a way speaks to just like sustainable advisory boards that maybe it wasn't currently working so us combining these into two these two to have a new board is is the right direction for that because it wasn't necessarily working as it was constructed then um, so let's let's do it right with both of these boards combined into a new board that does what we needed to serve the, the, the purpose of the, the community um, Stan, I, on, I'm okay with the, this language, but I was thinking that, generally speaking, but I was thinking that what we have eliminated other boards for other reasons as well. So to, to specify the sustainable advisory board and say, hey, we, you may want to think about the functionality of this and, and um, maybe align it more with the, the, the goals of of the city and the city staff, that could we do something to where it's like that we recognize the functions, the, the important functionality of the sustainability advisory board. That, and it's obviously part of the strategic plan, so the city has adopted that as well. But just like we just said with this, these two boards, that how we can incorporate the goals and the strategies and the considerations that this board was having into its new board, the, uh, what do we say this, which board was that one? Um, Currently, it would be unmistakable. Identity. Unmistakable. So, how how we incorporate those considerations into that board? Not necessarily creating a new board, but th that is part of the what this board needs to do. So, saying that we hey we we want this board's thought process to be part of the new board, um, and not necessarily that hey think about this in, in context of an, another board. And that's kind of what I get from this. Um, but that's what I. So recommend changes. I'm, I'm an accountant. Writing is not my. <laughs> but just something like what I had was the, the recognize the importance of the functionality, the function provided by the SAB, and how we can incorporate those functions into uh, to taking strong consideration and how they to incorporate those functions into the new public shoot the new. Uh, What was that one? Unmistakable identity? Unmistakable. Yeah, into the new unmistakable identity board. So if I could just summarize real quick. Right now, what we're talking about is we've got a base letter, um, COA2 draft. Um, 
uh, and the suggestion has been to take the language from COA3, starting on page five, that says, based on the statement and purpose set forth in the applicable authorizing ordinance and bylaws um, about the Aviation Advisory Board, that whole section with the Aviation Advisory Board um, would be replacing what is currently um, in on page six of the um, number two draft. So that retains the Aviation Advisory Board as a standalone board under Connected City. Um, so that's my understanding. And then we would replace uh, using this language or whatever editing we come up with um, on page, well, page three six instead of the um, because environmental sustainability is an essential commitment we could either add it to that or just replace that particular paragraph with this one that is a little bit more specific um, whatever it is that we come up with that language on page three of letter two I would just say add it to the end of just that. Just add it? Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. merge it into one paragraph. Uh, yeah. Okay. Neil B. Smith, mm -hmm. I, I, in regards to the statement, I, I do I do want to, and obviously, you know, we, we have a limited amount of time, but I, I understand that it, it feels that, like, the Sustainability Advisory Board has not received adequate direction from the City Commission. For me, I kind of want to push back from some experiences I've had with other municipal boards um, in the amount of direction that any uh, committee or board gets, um, you know, the, the city commission for, for my, my board, Cultural Arts Commission, the city commission never sends us any mandate or request. Um, we, we generate programs, projects, um, we put together letters, we send on to them recommendations of, of all sorts. Um, and that's, that's really self, it's, you know, we are, we are the ones who are, who are generating a lot of that initiative along, alongside our, you know, obviously we also have staff liaison and, um, you know, similar to how Sustainability Advisory Board has, has Kathy in that position. Um, you know, we work with them to come up with what we want to do and push that forward. So I, I feel like I have heard people talk about the fact that the City Commission is never, never turning to the Sustainability Advisory Board and saying, we want you to do this or we want you to do that. And I don't really know how much that happens for any or, or committee, um, and I don't know if I don't know if asking them to do that more to me really makes sense as far as a solution to making the the board feel more uh, active or essential. Uh, and I, I know there was some discussion of those those uh, subcommittees that are kind of put together um, to tackle specific issues, um, and that does make me think a little bit more about the operational board possibility, um, thinking of those subcommittees as being a task force that the city could convene to, to tackle those, those issues rather than a subcommittee of a board that doesn't have a, a core work agenda um, month to month. So um, just me causing problems again. But, but I would say, though, that the difference between your board and sustainable advisory is that you guys typically do have an annual allocation of city funds to distribute. And you received ARPA funds within, with the requirement to distribute those within a certain time frame and have a general idea of how those funds needed to be distributed. Sustainability advisory board doesn't even have that annual, it's not, not saying that we need to keep it, but uh, there, compare them 
directly. Like, I, I don't disagree with you in general, but there are certain things that are just agenda-driven items that each some of these boards have every month, every quarter, every year. And, and you guys do have that in the Lawrence Cultural Arts. And you guys do run with your agenda even beyond that too so it's kudos to your board that to continue to to think and find the find where you fit but there are certain things that you guys do have locked in that you do do and the sustainability advisory had has not to my knowledge really ever had that or at least recent years um but there's a there's a typo that would need to be corrected in letter two at the very end of sustainability advisory board, it says parents standalone board. You need to strike that. Right. We have uh, enough to make a, a motion on the. Uh, um, unless yeah. unless somebody wanted to change this or are we just Dan was right and when when I was talking so I have a <laughs> big belief that he has a you want to incorporate uh -huh. um, <laughs> said, um I wrote it out it would be moved to the front of the sentence <laughs> okay it now says recognizing functionality of SAB and how we could incorporate into unmistakable identity outcome it's not quite a sentence DCS recommends blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I think you would say recognizing the functionality. Yeah, I was. Mm -hmm. I was trying to write as he's mm -hmm. So then it would read now. I'll read the whole thing. Recognizing the functionality of SAB and how we could incorporate into unmistakable identity outcome, how we could incorporate it. Could incorporate it in into unmistakable the unmistakable identity outcome BCSC recommends that the City Commission consider restructuring or reformatting the SAB to bring its functionality more in alignment with other advisory boards and to more closely align it with City Commission needs and goals city manager support and the achievement of our city's strategic plan outcomes May I ask a clarifying question on that? Yes. So with unmistakable identity, currently we're proposing that Parks and Rec Advisory Board and Arts and Culture stand alone. Correct. So how will sustainability be, will just be incorporated into those two standalone boards? Because there's no unmistakable identity board being proposed. Right. So yeah. clarifying. Yeah, uh, it doesn't recommend an unsustainability board. It's just the outcome. Yeah, but there's no unmistakable identity outcome huh. board. There's just there's arts and culture mm -hmm. and there's parks mm -hmm. and rec advisory board, mm -hmm. so they could take up sustainability. Mm -hmm. I'm just clarifying if that's what we're intending with that statement. But I think actually because there's language in here um, that talks about not as Stan just said a uh, board, it's just aligning with an outcome. Aligning with the outcome. Okay. So aligning with an outcome. Yep. Gotcha. So and let's just make sure that's in there. That's. So um, I, maybe I just missed this, and yeah, forgive me, because uh -huh. you were saying you wanted to make uh -huh. sure that the functions of the sustainability mm -hmm. advisory board were picked up by someone in, within unmistakable identity. So can, 
it, I'm probably missing it, but can you just clarify that for me? I, I, and that might be what I what I was getting to, but as we, this continues to evolve on the fly, I mean, it, part of what I'm just trying to think, why 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 are we pointing out just this particular board with this comment? Because we can do that with every board that that we've eliminated, but the functionalities of the SAB are important, um, and how how do we ensure that they still have a voice, that that is still a, a priority of the board, and if it's into that outcome, I'm, I'm good with that. I, I don't think it needs its own board, ultimately. That's kind of what I'm getting towards. Okay. Thank you. Does that, yeah, that's helpful. Does that, does that work for you, that it would just be aligned? Yeah. Yeah. With that outcome? Yeah, we've done that with other ones, so okay. that makes sense. Compare and contrast to me, then, the Office of Sustainability as a city position with the staff and the board. It, it, how, how do these function together and separately? It's as part of the community. We Craig, what do you see as the relationship between the operational a part of the sustainability administratively and something be a board of some sort or some function of a board versus the city commission. Yeah, for example, if the city commission has a something, do they go to their director of sustainability or do they go to the board? Well, that's what we're asking them to figure out. Yeah, yeah. My, my answer it cannot be separated from this, the, the structure of the strategic plan that requires all six commitments to be honored and accounted for in everything that we do. So you're saying a thing comes to the city commission. I assume it's an idea that somebody has to process, but that will still have to work through our operating plans. Or if it's a policy consideration, then we, we could process that as at a staff level and come directly to the city commission depending on the level that it is. Um, it could be assigned to another one if there's, this, again, it's a hypothetical thing, but if it has a good fit to a advisory board commission, or we could assign a task force, appoint a task force that could ad hoc review that particular idea, again, depending on the scale. But there, understand you the boards and commissions do an enormous amount of work and th they only account for a small percentage of the things that we do all combined the boards and commissions yeah. we, we, we process a lot of wastewater every year <laughs> and there is no board and commission that is specifically talking about how we're processing a very complicated system a very expensive system to do that and yet we still seem to get it done are you suggesting we have a board or commission to look into wastewater? <laughs> Not necessarily. I'm just putting a relativity to it. Is that, you know, there is a conception that we're doing that boards and commissions are touching all city operations and have some purview over everything that we do, and that's just almost impossible. But we've tried with 48 boards and commissions. <laughs> I just wanted to understand, like, like if you're going to keep it, how does it work? Like, in La I was in Las Vegas last week at a trade show, and when you get in line to load out, your vehicle can idle for one minute, and then you better shut it off. No idling. And, and 
more I thought about it, I, you know, all the workers driving the forklifts and stuff didn't want to be breathing all my whatever comes out the back end. And um, so let's say the city of Lawrence wanted to look into that. Would they go to their director of sustainability or would they go to their SAB board? Um, it, I don't want to look into the nuisance, I think it's a nuisance ordinance, ordinance and it might be under the motor vehicle code, so it might be safe and secure, but the city attorney's office would look into it and see where the right code application would be, and then we might bring that directly back to the city commission. But who would get up there and give the presentation? Would it be sustainability? Or would, I'm asking is, are they duplicate functions? I guess that's what I'm really getting at. Yeah, they're, they're maybe overlapping, which is by design. Okay. Because there isn't a single key performance indicator that isn't owned by two department directors. All of them are owned by at least two department directors. I think ultimately what we're recommending here is for various city departments to have a, a lot of flexibility um, to receive advice um, and from community citizens to have citizens be involved in the city processes and the city decision making and it just needs to um, at this point needs to switch over to a different model to align with the strategic plan um, and to be a much more efficient way we've been doing it with however many 48 committees for a number of years, decades now, and um, it's time for a, a new plan uh, for, to revitalize uh, citizen involvement, citizen communication, city communication with the citizenry, and this is the first step to do this. Um, and I think our advice here, we've, we, I think we've outlined by our, talk, our, our meetings with this and our suggestion here how important this particular item is with the Sustainability Advisory Board. And I think um, that it will, it will evolve into something else um, that might provide some more functionality to put as the word of, word of the evening. I can just add on to that quickly mm -hmm. and say that, and we've had this conversation, Sharon, we also have a commitment to community engagement and public mm -hmm. participation. And this is, I think, what you're getting at, Sherry. So alongside, there's been a lot of conversation about our commitment to sustainability, which is incredibly important, and fear of maybe people losing their voice or their ability to influence. But alongside that commitment to sustainability, there's a commitment to engaging with the people in our community to make sure that we're co-creating with you. So if that nuisance policy, that um, exhaust policy, policy came, you know, came before staff, I'd probably be working with Kathy, you know, to develop a policy, take it out to the community for feedback and input, refine it, shape it before it comes before city commission. So ideally in the world we're working towards, a lot of these major policies and initiatives are shaped by the community and there's ample opportunity and different kinds of opportunities for people to weigh in. Okay. I understand now. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So if there aren't any more so uh, uh, do you have the, the changes that we have discussed here? There were two changes. <laughs> this is Sherry's favorite thing yeah. to do. As best that I okay. can, okay. yes. Um, um, but it would be good for that to be reiterated in a motion. Yeah. Okay. 
Would anybody care to make a motion at this point? I'll make a motion for the, the second option um, with the suggested changes of, of an aviation advisory board as a standalone board and adopting Stan's language into um, this paragraph, just adding to the paragraph or subsequent to the paragraph speaking to the, the sustainable advisor, advisory board, sustainability advisory board. I'll second the motion. Okay, we have a first and second. Any discussion? All those in favor, raise your hand, say aye. 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 Opposed? Abstentions? It's unanimous. Okay. We now have a letter of recommendation <laughs> to the City Commission. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for really participating this, in this and just Will really you? being a thorough, thorough yeah. <laughs> job of reviewing things. So it took will, a lot will you longer. you let us know when it's on the city Of course, yes. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. uh, before it goes oh, public, be before it goes public on the city commission agenda, we did make a promise to let existing board uh, members and chairs know of the recommendations. So we'll we'll work together with staff to make sure that we get that order of operations right. But we just want to give people a heads up before it's in the newspaper mm -hmm. yeah. about the changes that they're going to see before mm -hmm. commission. Mm -hmm. Right. And but you all and them, I mean, they'd have a general idea, we'll, well, we can't, we generally don't share those things until we share it with the public. Like, you all get the agenda when the public gets the agenda. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. the draft mm -hmm. letter. But Sharon will, will review be, the draft letter. She will review it and mm -hmm. sign it, but it won't be shared with you all until it's on the, on the, until the agenda is posted. And, but we'll let you know when that's coming. I'd like to thank staff for all the, the the help that they've provided us in this process. You guys have written a lot and had to change everything that we've said <laughs> multiple times, and our, our opinions have changed as, as we've thought more about it. And so really appreciate the patience and the diligence that you guys have all put into to facilitating this process for us. Yes, and also and Sharon, thanks, your, go out. and your leadership. Oh, well, Greatly appreciate that. Yeah, I just once again want to thank the people who came and passionately publicly commented um, on their issues. They were heard, um, I feel, um, regardless of what the outcome um, was. And I think uh, there's enough here to, to work towards a different format of city advisory boards. As Hannah said, there's an opportunity here to make something different and to make something something work. And I encourage everybody to participate in that. And I just want to thank the existing advisory boards and commissions and all to, and all the people that have commented and put their heart and soul into this. So thank you. We will need a motion to adjourn when you're ready. Second. Any discussion? All those in favor, say aye. Aye. Opposed? Saying we are adjourned. Thank you. This is it. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Thank you all. Thank you so much.